Hey, here are those Bengals Valley. Hey, how you doing? Producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to our Who Day Over 40 fan podcast for long time, long suffering Cincinnati Bengals fans. Uh, doing it a little bit differently this week. We're doing a preview show ahead of the game this tomorrow against the Indianapolis Colts at one o'clock. Uh, instead of Big Hutch lined up me uh, behind me in a cloud of dust, one yard in a cloud of dust. Instead of X, uh, the Sandman lined up in the flanker position. Uh, next to me is the the littlest of all Hutches. Uh, I don't as I don't even want to call him by his PlayStation name, but man, say what's happening. Hey, so we are going to preview the game and some of the information that has happened with the Bengals going into this game. Uh, there's been a lot going on, so we want to talk about that before kickoff for tomorrow. Uh, first up, uh, you know what? Let's do the injuries first. I'm going to switch it up from the first time we did this. We had a little bit of a recording uh, error there. The first up, the injury news. Uh, just devastating after the Ravens lost. Not only did we lose 27-3, but we got kicked in the teeth as well. We wind up losing DJ Reader for the season. Uh, we also lose Sam Hubbard. They put him on IR with the possibility of coming back in a few weeks. Um, just a, a devastating loss across the defense. Yeah, I've been a Bengals fan for a while now. And when the Bengals lose, they lose everything. Players will, will be injured. They'll lose the game. I mean, it. The game against the Ravens sucked. Yeah. It, it just, it just sucked. Yeah, it was just bad overall. A compound effect. And later that evening, our Miami Heat lost the damn championship to the Lakers. But that's a completely different podcast. Yeah, just, a, just a bad game overall. We lose DJ Reader, who was playing extremely well uh, as the know. part of the defense. We just got uh, freaking uh, Geno Stacks back. And now they get a chance to play like three quarters of football together. We won't see them again, maybe until next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, top that off with um, Mike Daniels being out for several weeks. Sam Hubbard goes out, even though I don't know that he was playing that well this year. But, it, you know, like one sack. yeah, the defense hasn't really been the problem, especially against the Ravens. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, just the injuries, especially at defensive tackle and defensive line, have really devastated the Bengals um, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Beyond that, uh, so that's one storyline. Another storyline, uh, a mutiny. Uh, the, if, uh, at least on social media, social media mutiny by the Cincinnati Bengals defense uh, started out by Darius Phillips, cornerback, who tweeted something to the effect of don't waste my talent. Uh, and then it winds up getting seconded and uh, retweeted by a couple of other Bengals players, uh, Jermaine Pratt. Uh, who else was the other one that retweeted it or commented? John Ross. Yeah, John Ross. And then Sean Williams as well jumped in. You know, so far this season, the Bengals' defense hasn't been the problem. The games that they have lost, it really hasn't been the defense. It's been a combination of a lot of things. But the defense has given up points. They've given up yards. But they are statistically ranked the, 10th, the number 10 defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals' defense has I should have won. Uh, the game, besides the game against the Browns, the Bengals defense has held their own and given Burrow and the offense, which I think is the problem with play calling, mm-hmm. every opportunity to score and win games. Yeah, it, it it really has been. It's something that I've been talking about in our post game podcast. Is that the Bengals defense has given them enough opportunities for the offense to win the games. You know, whether you give up 16 against the Chargers, the, the, the Brown game is an anomaly by giving up those 35. They only gave up 20 to the Ravens last week. The one score was basically on the offense, on the scoop and score. I mean, they have been in the position to win the games. 
And whether it's play calling, whether it's bad luck, whether it's a, a BS push-off call against A.J. Green, you know, it, things just haven't gone their way to wind up getting them to 1-3-1. and one. But the defense hasn't necessarily been the problem. And so now going into this game Sunday against a, a limited offensive team, I mean, let's just say that, you know, they're going to try to run the ball. The quarterback is a, a turnover machine at this point. Uh, we'll get to that when we preview the game in a little bit. But, you know, you hope what's not happening is that Zach Taylor is losing the locker room because once you lose the locker room and you lose the players, you can't coach them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's also true. And I truly believe that the problem with the Bengals offense is the, is the play calling. In the Eagles game is when I really noticed that there was a problem play calling. In the beginning of that game, he was so conservative with the play calling, not letting Burrow throw the ball, trying to run the ball with the offensive line. And we offensive line with, with um, Joe Mixon. We obviously cannot run the ball, but he continued wanting to, to run the ball. But in the second half, when we took that lead, until we got eventually tied, he opened up the playbook and let Burrow do his thing, which almost led us to win that game against the Eagles. So I strongly will argue with anybody that the Bengals' problem right now, not the players, it's the play caller. Yeah, that's it, it, a conversation to be had for the rest of the season. Is you know we've been talking about this is how many games will get Zach Taylor to keep his job. You know, uh, this stretch of game that's coming up right here, there's probably going to be a requirement for a couple of wins uh, or things are starting to start to get really, really hot uh, on the seat. You know, on the, the hot seat's going to heat up here for Zach Taylor. So that's one of the stories. We got the injuries. We got the defense, you know, kind of beefing a little bit. And, you know, that's happened sometimes between, between offense and defense or whatever. It's happening with the Jets as well, where the defense is like, yo, we're doing our part. The offense needs to carry their water. And you would hate to see if that's happening in Cincinnati. All right. Go ahead. I don't think it's happening because I know that Darius Lewis has not been playing the amount of snaps that he obviously wants to play because he's obviously a really good cornerback and has really – good future talent. So I think he's just frustrated that he's not playing the amount of snaps that he thinks that he should be able, able to play. Yeah. There's a conversation to be had about Marvin's guys and Zach Taylor's guys too. You know, and I think we're seeing that a little bit is that, you know, the moving from on from Marvin guys, whether it's Carlos Dunlap, whether it's, uh, you know, Darius Phillips as a, as, a, as a Marvin guy, too. You know, some of those younger guys, you know, may have a chance to stay in this new regime. But the older Marvin guys are definitely getting moved out, um, you know, whether it be Carlos, whether it be Gino. Like they're really in the process of trying to make this transition. And whether those players are any good anymore, it's probably a little bit, you know, We'll have to see. Carlos Dunlap moves back into the starting lineup now that Sam Hubbard is out, you know, after he had gotten benched. And we'll see what happens there. But uh, it, it'll be an interesting kind of step to see what they're looking like moving forward. Another story is the A.J. Green story, man. Oh, boy. Uh, A.J. Green gets pulled from the game last week for a hamstring injury, air quotations. He uh, gets caught on the bench saying, you know, essentially, if you're not going to uh, play me or use me, trade me. And, you know, he had to answer the, the, the critics this year. You know, the media this week was like, hey, man, what was going on with that? He admitted to his own frustration. You know, he has like, well, I think, 14 catches or something like that for just a pitiful number of yards, you know, through these five games. Um, he hasn't looked like A.J. Green. Uh, I think everybody's been saying that, whether it's he's new to the offense, whether he's old, whether it's a combination of everything. He hasn't looked like A.J. Green, and there's just no chemistry between him and Burrow. Yes, and I, it sucks to say that I'm back to one of my favorite characters in the 
Um, but it sucks to see him this frustrated. But I truly believe that he doesn't want to leave Cincinnati. It's just that he's frustrated with his own play, and it's in his head. He just needs to, you know, chillax, get the chemistry working with Burrow, and then he'll be back to, you know, a veteran receiver, you know, first down and third down receiver only. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough, though, uh, because, you know, you – he didn't have the offseason to work with him. When we got into training camp, he hurt his hamstring, so he didn't have that. There's no preseason games. But now we're into game five or six. Like, at some point, you got to turn it around, and you got to start to become the player that we're paying you $18 million a season for. If you're not going to be that player, then he really just needs to give way. They can put him on the bench, bring back John Ross, even though they don't care for him and all that much either, and let these young kids play. Like, I mean, eventually you just have to turn the page. And, you know, I don't know if he's got it anymore. I don't know if he even knows if he has it anymore. But I think we're going to see something this week. It sounded like they're going to be scheming up something for him yeah. to play against the Colts this week. Yeah, and it does feel like like that. And we all knew when, when the Bengals drafted T. Higgins that A.J., like the, the clock was on for, for A.J. And since T. Higgins barely played week one, but since that, it's been – Burrow and Higgins instead of Burrow and AJ, which is probably why he's frustrated because Higgins is getting his snaps and getting the balls that are meant for AJ, but they're now they're meant for Higgins. And yeah. I think that's why he's very frustrated that he's not getting the snaps and the balls that are meant for him. Yeah. And, and you know, and as you look into the preview for this game against the Colts, um, Colts aren't the Ravens. Uh, statistically ranked the number one defense in the NFL, but they're not the Ravens. You're not going to see these zero blitzes. Everybody coming from, I mean, literally, it seemed like they were coming out from under the field against the freaking Joe Burrow last week. And now you play a team that's, you know, kind of plays the defense straight up. You know, we got five guys on the line. We might send a person here and there. Statistically, I think they're the fourth least blitzing team in the NFL. I mean, so they are not going to come after him that way. So if the Bengals can actually block them up or block up whatever blitzes that they do wind up sending, that probably means that there's going to be one-on-one -on -one covers for A.J. Green. More than likely, we see John Ross this week as well, as uh, Auden Tate is doubtful for the game with a shoulder issue. So that means there's going to be one-on-one -on -one situations with A.J. Green, with Tyler Boyd, with T. Higgins. Then It should be an opportunity to get a big shot down the field. Now, can they connect on that big shot? That is the issue. So previewing the game, you know, this is probably going to be a low-scoring affair. You know, the Colts do not have a high-scoring offense. The Bengals definitely do not have a high-scoring offense. And so this could wind up being, you know, a fairly close game. Do you want to make a prediction for this week? I say that the Bengals will lose, but it will be very close. Now, if the Bengals can get, get the chunk plays, like a 15-yard first down or a 20-yard run or pass, whoever is open on that, and I think the Bengals will win if they have the more chunk plays and, and the more uh, running yards and obviously first down. I think that they, they, they will win because the defense will not struggle like they did against Lamar Jackson, and they really struggled against right. Lamar Jackson because Phil Rivers is not mobile. He obviously turns the ball over more than anybody now, so right. I think that the, that the Bengals defense can win this game if the offense struggles. You wonder what the, how much the, the defense has last. They signed Xavier Clark to play defensive tackle. Word on the street that they were thinking about signing Pecco. Thank goodness that it didn't get a big hot heart attack that they did sign him. You know, there is just not so much, not any depth really on the defensive line, you know. And, you know, again, the linebackers have been playing well. 
they have. Those new linebackers have been playing well. So now if your defensive line isn't as great, but you have linebackers that can come up and fill gaps and make tackles, which I think the Bengals actually do now, mm-hmm. you know, those huge run plays or whatever don't look as bad. You know, those 12-yard runs are now like four to six-yard runs. You know, that's still too much. You're still not giving up these huge freaking chunk plays that demoralize your defense. You know, I'm hoping that that is the case. Uh, you know, I'm not altogether sure if it is, but at least that's what we're going to get a chance to see tomorrow. Uh, I got a prediction. I, I think they're actually going to win tomorrow. Uh, to be honest with you, I think they're the more desperate team. And, you know, I always say this, whoever's the more desperate team will probably wind up winning the game. Even though it is in Indianapolis, there is no home field advantage because even if there is a crowd in there, probably won't be no more than six to 12,000 people. So it's not like this is this big advantage. But I think the Bengals need a win, like more than the Colts need a win. Yes, that, that, that is true. I mean, the Colts something that they can do and, and live with. But the Bengals do not need to take an L or they, they, need, they need a W yeah. against, against the Colts. And the Colts is a team that they can beat even without even with the struggle on the defensive line. It's a team that they can beat. Only problem that I see is that we need to take advantage of um, Phillip Rivers and his turnover problems. Yeah. We, take, we take advantage of that. We get like two turnovers, an uh, interception to lift the defense and give him our offense and give him a, sh- a short field. We're yeah. going to win this this game. Yeah, I, I'd like to see that too. You know, he gave it up. I think three times against Cleveland last week, and Cleveland has outside the you know the defensive line, or at least the one defensive lineman they have, is a very average defense. Mm-hmm. And he gave it up uh, quite a few times there. Um, and so I think if they can take advantage of him turning it over, which he's going to do, and limit the run for the for the Colts, which is what they're trying to do. They don't really want to throw the ball all that much. If they can do those types of things, you can put this into a close game. If you think the Bengals are going to win in some sort of blowout or something, you haven't seen the Bengals' offense this year. That's not going to happen. It is going to be a close game, a nail-biter, whatever you want to call it. But if I had to shoot a prediction, I'd probably say 21-17 Bengals at this point in time. It could be a little bit of me being a homer, but I'm not 100% sure. But I like the Bengals in this game. They're more desperate. Who do you like? I like the Bengals in in this game, but... They need a lot of things to go right for them and a lot of things to go wrong for the Colts. Now, we all know who, who Bill Burrow is. I mean, we saw him again in Cleveland when they lost 5-3 against that BS call. He's going to come out firing. He's going to come out angry. Angry Burrow is not someone that you want to mess with. So I'm pretty sure that he is going to be on his A game against the Colts because he struggled tremendously against the, the Ravens' great defense. So I believe that the Bengals will win but it will be close yeah yeah so all right so we'll have the post-game podcast tomorrow after the game um uh yeah we'll have the post-game uh game uh post-game podcast after the game hopefully it's a Bengals win uh again the difference between one four and one and two three and one is huge it don't seem like much but that is a huge difference especially going into the following week where you're going to be playing the browns again at home you know they you know again it was 35 30 last time that they played it wasn't as close because the Bengals were kind of fighting back the entire time they won't have nick chubb it'll be a home game for the Bengals, but really there's no home field advantage or whatever but it just seems like it's a division game so you know it's going to wind up being close it's not going to be anything crazy like that and you know 
you're, you're really talking in a situation if you can win this one and build some positive momentum heading into Cincinnati against the Browns next week, you really could be on to something about trying to get to the first half of the season with a reasonable record. <laughs> yes, that is – yes. But going back to that Brown game, the Bengals were destroying the Browns defensively, and that might be because they stopped playing good defense because the game was already over. Mm-hmm. But they were an onside kick away yeah. from probably going down and scoring Winning really? that game, true. Because they, Joe Burrow went off in, in the final like half or half or whatever. So they were off and keeping away from winning that game. So I think that the the Browns game will be the better game than the Colts game, and I think the Bengals will beat the Browns, especially if the Browns lose. Yeah, and then all their hopes. Yeah, that you know that's a very good point. Is that they play the Steelers this week? If they, they you know, this game for the Browns is their Super Bowl, and if they go into that game and, and crap to bed, so to speak, they are going to be demoralized coming back in, and somebody's going to get hurt in that game. That's just going to be a hard hitting, bruising. Somebody's getting hurt for the Browns. I saw Odell was. They thought he had COVID, but he was back with the team. They'll still be without Nick Chubb tomorrow, and even into next week as well. You know, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt was hurt last week as well. Like it, you know, the things that are making the Browns special up to this point might not be there in two weeks when they play the Bengals, but we'll have to see. All right. All right. So uh, that is the end of our preview podcast. Come back tomorrow. Check out our post game podcast. Hopefully it's a win. Who day, everybody. Peace. Who day.